I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. You're listening to a special edition of How Not to Write. I'm Janae, and this is The Lady of Death, Prologue and Chapter 1. 1253 a.m. Albatross Point Harbor, Parish. A booming, insistent foghorn jolted the working cop. The black woman in the black trench coat captivated him. He fiddled with his generic binoculars he'd opted for from Walmart. Observe and wait, Captain Haskell told him. Cold wind wafted against his cheeks and breath vapor filled the air. Hours of eyeing the woman caused pain to erupt in his temple. Hey, boyo, what's it look like? The senior officer grunted as he kneeled. The nookie cop eyed him. Sir, I'm okay. She moved yet? Here. Grabbing the styrofoam cup, the rookie gulped down the bitter, lukewarm coffee. No. No, you're looking at... Uh, yes. Trevor Farrell, 22 years old, assassin? The old man chuckled. Look, sport, no need to give me the facts. I know all about her, and before her was another. Goes by the name Wendigo. Those assassins are like ants at a picnic. The boy swallowed, but his attention went back to her. So Lady of Death, huh? That's her street name. You gotta watch her. Some say she gives you a choice be freely or stay and die. She goes by the street code. Thou shall not speak. She's big on revenge. I hear she got friends in the force. Isn't that risky? I mean, it's what she does for a living. She don't care. Whatever gives her some leeway. It's a goddamn conspiracy. Why don't you, why do they call her that? The man eyed the boy. The story goes... She never misses a mark. Do you think she knows we're here, sir? If she does, then it's too late for us. No witnesses. Get it? The rookie cop nodded as he gazed at trouble. 
She moved. Wait. He searched the light, the shadows. Nothing. The other cop continued. That crew of hers is said to pick up on bodies and don't let her smell your fear. She caught a crowd of officers. Picked them off clean. The lambs to the slaughter. Damn if she isn't a good shot. Uh, sir? It's like she's a ghost. Her hearing can't be that good. I don't buy it. Sir, can't wait till we nail her. And this time she ain't. Sir! The old man glowered, giving a terse, what? She's gone, sir. What? Give me those. He seized the binoculars. His face was ashen as he shot to his feet. Code nine, officer needs help. Code nine, bring the full force. It's trouble. We can't see her. He shouted on the radio on his shoulder. Something stirred behind them in the dark near the shipping containers. A lone street light hung near them, giving off an eerie glow. The older man pulled his weapon and snapped his head at the boy. Stay here. I'll have a look around. He charged into the inky black. The boy rose, fumbling with his weapon. He spotted cover near the shipping building. He stealthily crept to it, gun extended. Three rapid shots fired. Not a minute later came one single shot with an elongated cry. Flattened his body against the wall. Heavy boots echoed near him. The footsteps edging nearer, closer, closer. But deep in his mind, he still held hope. Clouds of vapor billowed from his chapped lips. In the distance, sirens wailed. He sighed and almost laughed. That was until he felt metal pressed against the back of his head. It's your lucky night, a woman with a husky voice said. Everyone gets one. Everything faded to black. One, the game. Two, 22 a.m. Vivian Morgan feels home, trouble. The night before my metamorphosis into a lady of death was anything but typical. Typical. Same old, same old. I think that was the reason it went straight over my head. Two of my three gophers hid in the shadows. I'm an assassin. Yes, there ever was. According to criminologists, there are four types of hitmen. The novice, the journeyman, the lante, and the master. Everyone in the know labeled me the master before I even said a word, because I never got caught. It was a quirk of mine. I didn't question it. I was grumpy from having to sit in the scratchy, strongly scented pine trees. I'm going to fucking sneeze if Zan doesn't hurry up. I mean, whose idea was this? All right, mine. All right, kid, talk to me. I've been waiting for ages. What we got, I whispered. We communicated through my modal mic and earpiece. Left to right, I checked both sides of the street. No dog, kids, and the boyfriend's out of town. Vivian returned to her bedroom about an hour ago. Lights off, Xander said. I gripped my bag, about to take off. Good news, prodigy. Moving into poke, but... He interjected. I hadn't even taken a second step when I paused. For what? 
the homeowners apparently use two different security companies and we don't have intel on this one. How much time? Well, under given conditions, damn it, Sam, spit it out, I snapped. You have 30 minutes, give or take 10, negative. Better make that 20, give or take five. He just now drove by and they probably are on to five like the original ones, Xavier's staff said. In his deep voice that subtly vibrated my eardrums. Oh God, Mr. GQ himself roused enough to join in, just to spite me, no doubt. My God, now I've flustered. Mr. Stout, actually playing nice tonight? You're hilarious, Wonder Woman. Mind on the mission. Despite him not seeing me, I rolled my eyes. So X, I don't play games with my time. You sure about it? I'm confident. When was the last time I was wrong? He is pretty accurate, Xander said. Fine. It wasn't enough that he was two years older than me or that he was the cooler head between us, but he loved to show off. He was a master manipulator, my con man. Why does an assassin need a con man and a boy genius? Because murder ain't all we do. So many rumors labeled us government ops or spies. A crock of shit. After emerging from my hiding spot, my sock like shoes did nothing to spare my feet from every burr and pebble. Whose idea was this? Oh yeah. You can do it. This would be different if it was an insuperable challenge, Xander ate, said. His voice cracked like a preteen going through puberty. A what? Xavier asked. Insuperable. Adjective. Impossible to under overcome. Jeez, pick up a book. Why read? You're a walking thesaurus prodigy. His voice dripped with sarcasm. Don't use big words with her. She thought a quarterback was a change machine. Sit on it and rotate, GQ, I groused. The guys laughed. Xavier, or X as I called him, because I was tired of people calling him Xavier, and I had been together for a rocky seven years. Having never had a sibling, I didn't learn about boundaries. Yes, we had both witnessed each other in various degrees of nakedness. In addition, we were comfortable with different levels of flirting with expected touching. I didn't care. There was no one like him. No one at all. Seven years of intimacy without intimacy. Missing my third gopher and best friend digits, I wondered why we hadn't tried in all those years. Yum, yum, she said under her breath when I introduced her to him three years ago and after he walked away. At that time, I'd cracked up. But now, seven years and nothing. Hey, lady parts, are you asleep or what? A thunderclap echoed overhead as I walked towards the east wall of the mansion. I glanced at the slate gray, gray clouds the heady scent promised rain. I cracked my neck. Zeus's favorite weapon splintered from the sky, jumping from cloud to cloud like a strategic opponent playing chess. The sizzling boat illuminated the neighborhood for a millisecond. Then the veil of night returned. Stillness. A strong warmth of ozone in the air. Growing up, I feared the frequent thunderstorms had perished, not knowing that it rained more here than in Seattle. Many of my foster parents were clueless. 
Yet what I didn't know was that monsters didn't always hide in the shadows. They didn't always have scales or claws or glowing eyes. A monster could be the neighbor next door. Something was wrong. I'd reached the mouth of the opening to the backyard, but I paused. I wasn't alone. Don't ask me why or even how, but I had a knack for discovering danger, especially directed at me. Look, I inhaled a shaky breath. What was it? Who was it? Look, nobody better be out here. I didn't need the headache. The money was in my account. There was no turning back. Look, things were too quiet. Even the crickets seized their serenade. Double check your surroundings, girl. You're supposed to be in a professional. Uh, prodigy? Yeah, trouble. When you came out here for intel, was anybody paying attention? No one following you? Not that I'm aware of. Why? Did you see someone? Want me to do a sweep before you go in? What's up, trouble? Don't be a hero. You need backup? Excess. I rolled my eyes. When was the last time I bailed on a job? I just thought I saw something. Forget about it. You're nothing and mine are two different things. I didn't answer Xavier back because I was itching to turn around and equally not. There was a presence. Then a twig snapped. It came from nearby. Even though I was certain I wasn't making any noise, I swear my breathing was loud as fuck. Count to three. One, two, three. I whirled around and scoured the streets again. North, one side, south, the other. The street light next to me hung at an odd angle and flickered like someone had knocked it down. I frowned. Another twig snapped. My eyes peered into the boundless oblivion of dark across the street. There had to be houses over there, but damned if I could tell. A swallow, nothing. A hard blink, nothing. So I awaited the presence to reveal itself. Nothing happened for a few seconds. Sure enough, someone stepped out of the formless dark. A man. Faced me. Clothed in a maroon hood and robe. Not like the KKK, but it was disarming. More like the movie The Strangers. He stood frozen in place. He didn't speak. Hell, he didn't show any signs of being anything other than a human statue. What was going on? A gentle breeze stirred my black and white curls around my face. I froze. Something was ready to pop off. I removed Marianne, my favorite golden desert eagle, from my waistband. Yet in my peripheral, there was movement again. To the left of me, another red robe hooded person emerged. They advanced toward me like synchronized swimmers. Uh-uh. Not tonight, fuckheads. I pulled Ginger, my similar gun, training them on both these fools. I'd been through this scenario before. Plus, I'm a crack shot. Like they hadn't expected this, they paused. Yep, crawl back under your rock. The men turned and headed back the way they came. I stood there for two seconds longer to make sure. But then... Nothing happened. I secured my guns back in my waist and headed down the pebbled path. The inky black caused me to stumble a few times, 
but the illuminated backyard came up fast. They'd locked the gate, as expected. I pitched my bag over the door and channeled my inner monkey, maneuvering over it too. The silence was so thick, like dense chocolate brownies. I slung my duffel across my chest. The back had the door that led to a sunroom, which was door not yielded, and I stepped inside. When I closed the door, I muted the sound. I reached in my bag and I produced the night vision goggle Xander had rigged for me. Since the streetlights were sufficiently bright, I didn't don them beforehand. Upon wearing them, my view changed from gray shadows to green fluorescent green. Go for one, visual confirm, Xavier said. Weaving through the unfamiliar territory, I moved, careful not to run into anything. X gave a light chuckle. So beautiful, how many anagrams did you find? 25, I replied. What was the word? Concupiscence, Xander, Xavier answered. What about you, X? 46. I'm calling bullshit, Mr. South. Concentrate on words higher than six letters, like science or pinecone. Right. What does concupus mean, I asked. Xavier deepened his voice. Strong sexual desire. Hmm. Only if you buy me dinner first. Oh, yes. I would love to have you for dinner. You two need to get a room, Xander said. I chuckled. Okay, guys. Silence, please. I pulled out Marianne. I hopped on one foot, then the next, shaking out my limbs to get the blood pumping. With the faintest squeak from my soft shoes, I hastened up the stairs, covered by the waterfall runner in the middle. Cracking my neck, I prepped myself for it, the killing part. If I hadn't had my world to protect my conscience, I would have given up the gig long ago. You gotta have a strong constitution to kill a person and sleep at night, and I'm that kind of person. All right, champ, just two tonight. Don't puss out. Get in, get out. Simple. Simple? Yeah, right. How is this ever simple? Xavier. She was doing it again. It was inconceivable. We had been together for seven years, tighter than war buttons, and she still had no confidence in me, discarded like an acquaintance, a second choice. Well, maybe I was exaggerating the last bit. I'm a slow learner, meaning I have to check, then recheck. My radar was usually on about these things. Am I off my nutter? Over the past six months, Trouble and I had gotten closer, so the laughter was more vibrant. The touching ventured close to obscene, normal stuff. Of course, I didn't know what to call it. I'd always had a crush on her, and in the beginning, guilt ravaged me. But now, as adults, it was cool, right? I sighed and ran my hand over my newly grown five o'clock shadow, Trouble. How many, how many times could I worry about her? What does it prove? She was the way she was for a reason. But what was the reason? Hey, Xavier. I glanced at Xander. Yes, Xan. He took out his motor mic and turned it off before he spoke. What do you do when you like a girl? That depends. Do you like her enough to date her? Or is it because you want to have a friendship? He looked at the steering wheel, tracing it with his finger. I guess. I, I mean, I'd like her to be my girlfriend. I sat up straighter and removed my mic. 
What girl? He blushed. That turned his ears reddish. This girl I know. A hacker? He looked up and held my gaze. Yeah, she's the best. Is she smart? Funny? And I raised a brow as he looked at the steering wheel again. Sexy? He nodded. My little man is all grown up, I said. Shut up, man. We cracked up. Then the silence descended upon us again. He turns to me. You in trouble. Never. Nope. Never. You don't wonder how it will be? I shrugged. Trouble is special to me, yes. But I don't know. I mean, it wouldn't hurt to try. Though if we don't work, it'll make things awkward. But would it be worth it? I smiled at him and slapped him on the shoulder. Yes, it would be. Suddenly, something slammed into the side of the van. It rocked side to side like it would tip over. I turned to Zan. What the hell was that? I yelled. Zan shrugged as the mask of fear was on his face. I got out and pulled my Glock 26. Nothing was on the passenger side. My, sh my shoes with pliable soles muted my footsteps. Another impact slammed into the opposite side. I cleared the back of the vehicle and was about to go around when a knife damn near missed my head. What the? I took the time to screw on the Osprey 40K suppressor. It didn't mute the sound of the bullets, but it quieted it. I pulled the gun up to my head and waited. Nothing happened. I peered around the driver's side. Nothing. What the hell is going on? I dropped my hands confused. Something, or rather someone, impacted it so slightly that there was a dent in the sliding door. I approached it. That was when a searing pain shot up my left arm. I looked down at the knife still sticking out of it. I yanked it out and looked up. An individual with the animal mask, like a demonized ram, stood there staring. I raised my gun. Who are you? What do you want? The person said nothing, but they pulled out another knife. Don't do it. But they threw it anyway, and I ducked. Then I shot them in the head. The person collapsed to the pavement. I walked over just as the rain started to fall. I squatted near them and removed their mask. It was a girl with blonde hair. She couldn't have been the one who ran the van, did she? You okay? I glanced up at Zan. She threw a knife in my bicep. Is she the one ramming the van? I don't think so. I glanced around, but nothing was there. Let's get inside and find another place to park. enjoyed that as much as I enjoyed reading it for you. Next week, chapter two. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.